Welcome again to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. <laughs> you can do better. Come on, you can do better. I've heard you do better. <clears throat> Welcome to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to Come another on. fabulous episode of the Bedlam's Podcast. Tonight we're getting political, ladies and gentlemen. What? Political. For the gubernatorial race. The, the New York's the gubernatorial There you are. There you So. No, I'm not going to touch you. you still there you the I've got all the plague. So. <clears throat> Not too long ago, we went to a Larry Sharp rally. You've seen this on Facebook. Facebook. If you follow the Babbleheads podcast on Facebook, which you should. Facebook.com slash the Babbleheads podcast. Shameless plug. It's not shameless. It's our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I grew up in a lot of politicking. Your mom works for who? You had to ask me that question. No, I don't. I'm not asking specifically. I'm asking. She works for the New York State Assembly. Yes, there you go. For the assemblyman. Right. And I can never remember his name. With a specific political affiliation. Yes. So you were raised within a specific political affiliation. Yes. I was not raised in such a stringent political affiliation, but it might as well have been because my dad. Is of the same ilk. Yeah. So. Probably yeah. more so. But it's funny because you're you're kind of somewhat into politics, I would mm-hmm. say. Probably more than I am in general. I definitely don't listen to political podcasts every single day. But I've been to a lot of political events. And this was your first political event. Yeah. I've, I've, I guarantee you I am more informed on politics than you are. But I guarantee you you've been to a lot more political events than I me. guarantee you you're 100% correct. <laughs> I went and saw the president. Old Mr. Cheeto himself. Mind you, that's an endearing term because I like Mr. Cheeto. Mm-hmm. I like Chester, too. Side note, do you hear all these people are getting sick from eating fiery Cheetos? Side note, did you hear that I have the plague? You do. And no, I have not heard about this. What is this? Apparently people are being hospitalized for eating too many fiery Cheetos. I think it's like one of those internet memes, but... Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that people are bitches? They can't handle the spice, so they gotta get out of the kitchen? Probably. But anyway, back to politicking. Let's get this boat on the road. Remember? Yep. Throwback. Larry Freight for Harbor Sharp. <laughs> so, we went to your first political rally. Yep. My technically, like, rally rally, the second one. And I've always found them somewhat off-putting. Like a lot of church services. Yeah. Where it, it gets a little weird. So, can we talk about this? Like, we're naming names, right, at this point? Yeah. All right, so we went to a Larry Sharp event. Yeah, which I said like 20 times already, but go on. No, you said it like, I went there, Governor Ferrer. No, I said we went to see Larry Sharp. All right, so I totally... And we shared a picture of us with Larry I don't listen to Corey. If you follow us on Facebook.com slash Babbleheads Podcast, then then you know that we went to a Larry Sharp rally. He's he's a cool dude. We both really like him. But I just got to say, I don't know the dude's name. I don't remember. We're going to drop names, right? I don't know his name, but can we drop names? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to drop his name shamelessly. I'm going to go back in the edit, and I'm going to put it in right now. <laughs> it's going to be his like... His name is... And he is a total whack job. <laughs> I hope I allowed myself enough time. <laughs> no. I hope his no, name... No, no, try it again. I hope his name's like Chad Davis and not like... <laughs> Shubitakabidi-oobidi-oobidi-oobidi-bobidi-boo. Because it could have been, because... Who knows what people like him? Yeah, so what people might not know is Larry Sharp is running Libertarian. And a big platform from a lot of libertarians is sadly the legalize it thing. It makes we've t- we t- we've talked in a great length yes. about this because I I still don't consider myself a member of the Libertarian Party. Where even though I align on a huge amount of issues with the Libertarian Party, I just cannot get myself behind 
the just straight 420 blazing agenda that's going yeah. on. When a guy, when an opening speaker for a rally, the walks, first guy walks I mean, up with a t-shirt. You're talking about the guy down. that you send out to warm up the crowd. Yeah. He comes out with like a, a raggedy looking t-shirt, jeans, and a terrible ponytail. Yeah. Just a, I mean, a terrible ponytail. If you're listening, dude, fix your ponytail, bro. Well, the problem is this. The Libertarian Party begs to be taken seriously. Right, yeah. If you can't have the pride to represent yourself in a good, clean fashion, don't be there. And I I agree with the idea. 95% agree. Yeah. With the idea of the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. Because I don't think that we there's any do. real good reasons to not. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a hundred percent for it. And I mean But Yeah. But the the bro, the straight up dude bro that they trotted out from nineteen sixty four yeah. to be the opening speaker, his main plot stay in his entire speech was that C B D disintegrates tumors. It cures all the illnesses. All and the cancers. things. Do you have all the things? Don't worry. If you've got all the things, CBD. CBD it. If you can CBD it, you can see it. It can be obliterated. Now, I agree. CBD can do a lot of good things for you. It it does. I'm sure it does. But it doesn't explode cancer. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. Stop it. There goes our video. Good job checking that. Oh. Oh, boy. The SD card is full. Uh-oh. Yo soy problem. We might as well start over. No, we're, we're not starting ten. over. What you're going to do is grab your cell phone and swap it out. You can merge the photos, the, the videos. Because I ain't stopping. This train ain't stopping, ladies and gentlemen. As Bryson moves over, it becomes the Corey show. While he figures this out. <laughs> this boat's on the road. But anyway, so we can continue the conversation. You get to see a little bit of the behind-the-scenes action here at the Babblehead studio. The boat's on the road, everybody. Um, so... Here we go. Boat on the road. <laughs> really? This is going to be a special edition yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, special edition. So, um... Here we go. Boat's on the, the road. The Libertarian Party... The problem is, especially in our area, chooses some very poor representation. Oh, look at the mess. Now, a uh, a guy who was the MC, if you would, for the event. Bald caps. <laughs> if you would, for the event. Uh, wore a plaid jacket. And he looked like a clown. And that was what he was going for. And the sad thing is that if you can't take yourself or what you're doing seriously, how can you expect anyone else to? And now he's getting all of his plague all over that stuff. He doesn't know that... The, the boat's thing, on the road! The thingy that we used to use to hook that up to is not in there. Where is it then? I have it at work. Oh, that's a problem. Just lean it up against something. Lean it up against the pumpkin. This ain't gonna work, man. It's gonna work. This is, this is a terrible thing that we've done. It's okay. All right, um, hold on. I'm going to stop this one. And then, here we go. We're going in. Landscape mode. Oh, my God. You're you're, you're not going to... This is not, not going to work. This is going to end really well. I can tell already. Oh, my gosh. Boat on the road. He is, well, for those who can't see or hear... That we got to keep this rolling. He is trying to we somehow don't. fasten the the cell phone to the back of the GoPro. Give he's me hold, duct tape. He's holding it like there like it's going to help. He is now entering the garage. The door is open. It is freezing out. We're gonna get some duct tape. You are not duct taping that to my GoPro. He is now in the garage, ladies ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to slur that word for no particular reason. You did a really shitty trim job over there. What are you doing? This you are not taping that. <laughs> he said I couldn't duct tape it. You are not taping that. You're going to drop my GoPro. I'm going to kill you. It, it's a GoPro. If I can't, if I can't take one little bit of dropping, I'm going jump. to kill you. GoPro, you live here now. 
Why don't you just leave that open and rest it in it? Hey, look at that. Too easy. This is too easy. Is it bad that this almost looks better than the GoPro? I'm sure that display is a million times better than the display on the GoPro. But I guarantee the camera isn't. I don't know about that. I just don't know about that, though, mate. All right. So now he returns. Back to uh, politicking. This boat's on the road, though. Yeah. So the other thing that's a special edition really pissed me off was those people who came super early to the rally and sat up front with three kids, like children, Mm -hmm. like less than ten. Yes. That that's not a thing you do, especially when you bring them with uh, toys that make noise. Yep. So that was uh, that was a pretty shitty thing to do. Um. Not to mention that they took up a table at the front of the rally for them. Now, yeah. there was about 100 people, I would say. And when he says the front of the rally, the front. Like, Larry Sharp was breathing on them. <laughs> and then he interrupted a mid-speech. Yep. I I literally, at one point, I said, and I, I'm pretty tolerant of kids. I like kids. Not at an event where they can't vote. It's a voter event. Yeah. Uh, I the one kid was yelling or saying something. And I go, someone's got to shut that kid up, because <laughs> I couldn't hear. I'm here to he- listen to Larry Sharp talk, not your kid. Yeah. So, I it's great to get them involved in politics early, like the kids that made the signs and all that stuff. That's great. The moment when that little girl was jumping up and down on the Larry Sharp. That sign, was pretty. Priceless. That was pretty great. He's like mid speech. She just goes, you know, kids. Jumping up and down inside. Yeah, he said, I'm used listen. to, I don't, I don't prepare for these speeches. I, I'm used to going off the cup, cuff. It doesn't bother me at all. I'd rather do it like this. I'd rather have a discussion with people. I'd rather see a little girl jumping up and down on my sign. It doesn't yeah, matter. Right I like this kind of, of them. Yeah, literally. Jumping up and she down. was an inch from him. Yeah. And she's like, dum, 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 jumping so, up and down. So that's when the mother's like, oh, this is probably Oh, maybe, you know, now that she's maybe. a foot from him, jumping up and down on the sign, maybe yeah, now I should... Maybe. And the, that's the thing is, I feel they need to take it more seriously because it, it just wasn't. It was like a circus act. Yeah. For that stuff. And I will, they had how many speakers? Like six, seven? It was too many. I, I, I will admit at one point I'm like, maybe I don't want to vote for Larry Sharp. Yep. I kind of, the first two or three speakers in, I was like, you know what? I'm not so sure about this. Yep. And then Larry, the man himself, got up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm voting for him. Yep. He's not like any of those other Actually, idiots. Andrew Hollister was pretty good, too. Yes. Hollister was really good. The guy who was the uh, in the military before, he was... A, they had two... The last three good, speakers. Yeah, they had the one guy that... I forgot what he was talking about. But it was a pretty... Must he was a really pretty, memorable. No, he was a good speaker. Um, they had... There was like three or four horrible ones, mm. and then the MC or whatever. The a... dude who was the MC. Yeah. Oh my god! Every time he got up, people groaned. Oh my god! Yeah, it's again, it's a he case was, of he was. It, it was yeah, it was the opposite of how the Libertarian Party gets taken seriously. So he had a carnival jacket on for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. So here's the other problem. He's like the director of the Libertarian Party for like the the district out by Rochester. Yeah, yeah. I'm seriously thinking about Dude, like if, if you and Libertarian I got, gets think on the about ticket, this. if you and I were to get involved in the Libertarian Party, we'd be like the king. If Dude, that's I, the director, I'm telling you, we could do it. I'm seriously considering getting involved with it. If if this election causes Libertarian to be on the ticket. Meaning we'd have a chance to actually have real stuff happen. I might forgo the ability to vote in primaries just to kind of get some real action behind the libertarian stuff. Because they need some real, like, people. Yeah. Not clowns. Yeah. Well, then you're the wrong guy for the job, and so am I. (laughs) Maybe, but we got to be an improvement. Uh, But... You know, the other thing is that there are were a lot of passionate people. And I mean, that's the thing is like you see a, a lot of very passionate people behind Larry Sharp. 
Mm-hmm. You don't really see that for Cuomo or for Molinaro. Well, can you imagine why? I can't imagine why. Dude, Cuomo is crushing it in the polls. And you want to know why? No one knows who Mark Molinaro is. And they won't vote Republican anyway. That's uh, Today at work, somebody actually said, why isn't he made more of like a presence? Like, why hasn't he done anything? And I'm, I'm like, who? And they're like, Larry Sharp. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, he hasn't been in the debate. And I'm like, they wouldn't let him. Yeah. They literally will not let any of the third party speak. And you know why? Most people that die hard, Cuomo, Cuomo, or Molinaro. Molinaro. I mean, Joe, uh, Larry got on probably one of the best possible things for him, which was the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. The problem is, it was so long ago now yeah. that people have forgotten. Well, the thing is, too, is that... And Joe was... People forget that debates, all those things, are held not by, like... They're not beholden to anyone but themselves. Yeah. It's, it's to make And it's so rigged like... that they will not let the third option come in because they would rather lose. A Republican would rather lose to a Democrat... Than let a Libertarian in. Yeah. Or anything. Green Party, anything. And that's the thing. is like, I want everybody... That even like I posted, which is this. ironic because in New York we're one of the few states where you can run on multiple tickets. Yeah, I want so every Republican ever runs in New York on the Republican ticket and the conservative ticket and the whatever family yeah. party or whatever. But that's that all of a ruse anyway, which is ridiculous anyway. But I want everybody listening to this podcast, and I shared it on my Facebook, and I really said. I want you to consider that this is why this is happening and think about it for real. These parties have no interest in letting you have options. They want to be like, this is it right here. This is what you're going to do. A or B. That's it. They don't care that legally, like by the book, everything, there is other options. It's It's like that classic moment in the TV show where they look at you and they go, exile or death. Choose. Yep. And it's sad. And that's the thing. When you listen to Larry speak, honestly speak. Yeah. He's a good dude. And he makes sense. He's the reason I'm so fired up about politics. I hate politics as it is. And that's the problem. I mean. I think a lot of people in our generation either hate politics or they believe every single thing that's spoon fed to them. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah, yeah. Not I just mean, you, Democrat or it's Republicans too. You, I mean you, you listen to Fox News and you get the same thing you do on CNN just from the opposite direction. Yeah. And it's like uh, did you watch the debate yet? I have I refuse to. <laughs> I just don't want to. It you was told me horrible. that it was two four year olds slapping each other with a fish. Yeah. I don't care to watch yeah. it. Yeah. No, that's literally what it was. It was Let's we'll simulate the debate, and I'm sure you can kind of all right roll with it. Let's do you it. You play Cuomo because I'm not. Oh uh, no, uh, my soul's gonna explode on yes. itself. Um, Cuomo, uh, during your term, we found that 30 percent extra spending while increasing taxes by 22 percent. What do you have to say about that? I find that in my term that that was good. Okay, and you suck. Yeah, uh, well, sir, that that's fake news. I don't know where you heard that from. I'm a proven governor. You do. Sir, the last seven years have been the worst for New York State. What Best fake news. <laughs> there we go. That's the buzzword. And that's li- and then like Mar- and then Molinero would be like, sir, you're an idiot. Like basically they're just Sir, excuse me, but you're an idiot. That's false. <laughs> excuse me, but fake news, idiot. It was just like... They were, were they spout- this close to dropping the R word that you did in the last Probably. episode? How they, dare you? They were spouting out numbers. And the problem is that I think it's really people just don't know how to debate anymore. Right. They don't know how to get the boat on the road. Exactly. And people don't just know what debating is. how to get is. the boat on the road. Yeah. And people don't know what debating is. And the problem is, is that Larry Sharp is a great candidate, but he doesn't even have a boat barely to get on the road. He's been sitting there trying to construct a Noah's Ark. Trying to get away from the flood. And as just, he likes to say, I'm going to punch, put a punch a hole through the system and you got to follow me. And that's true. But I just don't think he's going to reach enough people in time. I'd sad to say, I think regardless of what happens, his run is going to change things. I hope that it's, it's historic in number at least. Yeah. But I just don't... I'm worried that it's... 
You know, I could be wrong. It could be a absolute shock. I mean, either uh, either we thought that him being on Joe Rogan was just no big deal, or we thought it was amazing because we listened to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Maybe we're like one of Joe's six listeners, and the whole fact of him having millions of listeners is actually just a ruse. Either that or he has six million listeners a month or whatever. It's way more than that. If he has six million listeners a month and 5,999,998 are from California and we're the only two who listen in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it... It's a sad state of affairs. But if you haven't listened to that, for real, yeah. head over to Joe Rogan Experience and listen to Larry Sharp talk because that's about the closest you're going to get to hearing him speak. Even though Joe Rogan that day was a little He was edge. very combative. I think it was because he was on tour and he was just doing so much that he was just tired. He gets that way out. sometimes, man. He gets that way sometimes. Yeah. He gets his uh, he gets his little man period going once in a while, you know? Everybody I mean, does. Well, his, his schedule is nuts, so I can't blame him. But the big thing, too, about Larry is he opened up a speech about talking about how he wants people to see that he's not perfect. Much like our podcast, especially this episode. You, uh, what are you talking about? That was 100% planned, and we totally meant for everyone to get a very shaky, terrible tour of the generic office. So he's not perfect. He doesn't want people to expect perfection because he's human. And he will actually talk about the issues. Like, when's the last time he asked a politician about a hot topic issue? Like, what's your stance on gun control? And it's kind of like, it's always, well, I'm a Democrat, so I gotta don't like guns. Or I'm a Republican, so I gotta support guns. Yeah. Um, And what was sad to me is you met my uh, friend Chris. Yeah. And he literally could not tell anyone he worked with that he went to a libertarian rally for fears how it would impact his job and his future. Yeah, because he works for a primarily uh, liberal organization. Yeah. <clears throat> and even though libertarianism is not inherently opposed to liberalism by any... I mean, realistically, libertarianism is as close to classical liberalism as there exists in our current affairs. But liberal today does not mean the same thing as liberal did 100 years ago. Liberal today means progressive. And in this particular case, a lot of liberals today, people who call themselves liberals, are actually a little bit um, on the um, extreme left. Not all, obviously. And I think some people refer to themselves in as terms that they don't understand. Yeah. The same ticket, like, you know, I'm liberal. Oh, okay, well, that's good. I mean, how do, where do you land on gun rights? Well, you know, I think people should be able to have guns to hunt. Well, then you're not. You're you, don't not align, you do not align with the current liberal theses yeah. of today. Um, I think it all comes back to debates, right? And I think, so here's a question for you. In classical, true, the meaning of words debate, is there a winner in a debate? No. And that's what we've lost is, I mean, there's only a winner and a loser in podcasts and I'm always the winner. Yes, because I'm here. Right, you you're a loser. because I'm here. <laughs> no, you win because you get to see me. Oh, you're like Trump and you just bring all the winning? Yes. So in classical, like I'm talking way back in the, well, here's, the here, classical thinkers and Here's the deal. The founders of this country were, were liberals. But in the classical sense of the word, they believed in the root of the word liberal, which is liberty. Yeah. So in a debate, you're supposed to discuss an idea with opposing views mm-hmm. and accept that neither of you has the 100% answer and eventually you know you'll come to a solution right and the idea well not even that i honestly don't think that the that a debate so much is to come to a solution as it is to influence the hearts and minds of the people who might be listening to the debate exactly. so you're never chances are you're never going to change the mind of the person you're debating because if you're debating someone it's because they believe as strongly about what they believe as you believe about what you believe so the chances of you convincing them that your point is right and their point is wrong is probably sure. about as easy as convincing a 70 year priest that god is a say your phone no, I think that was your GoPro again turning off. Uh, it's, it's like convincing a 70-year priest that 
God is just actually a floating tentacle monster that lives above a cloud just above the continent of Australia on the flat earth. So You know what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> basically I, the idea is two people of very strong opposing viewpoints can debate in front of a large amount of people and those people get to hear hopefully facts on both sides that are debated in a, in a very uh, articulate, opinionated way, and then they are the people who are going to make the difference because the two people who are talking only have two votes. Yeah. But if you talk in front of a crowd of 500 people and coming into it, 300 agree to one side and 200 agree to the other, but by the end of it, the person who was on the minority side made a very convincing argument and everyone really thought that that was a great idea – now it's 400 to 100 in the opposite direction. That's the idea behind debates. Socrates. That's what I was thinking of. Socrates? So, back in the day... He invented soccer. Yeah. Debate was how <laughs> things were discussed and learned and expanded upon. Yeah. Like, that's how well, I, things happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and that's two different forms of debate. So you're talking now, we're going to scratch what we think of as debate, which yes. is in front of a crowd in a very strict format with time limits and stuff like that. That's a debate. You're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. Go on without me. <laughs> oh. So... <clears throat> What you're talking about is actual debate. Yeah. Like, and that's, you and I, sitting down on behind this microphone, talking to each other so other people can listen, but it's not really convincing anyone. Let's be honest. We are not convincing <laughs> anyone. We're like, yeah, Larry Sharp's great. They're like, you're a bunch of blowjobs. That's what's happening right now. So, I think what we need, the problem is, too, is like... Debates used to happen in places of education and higher learning. Yeah, but there's... Yes. And that doesn't happen now. No, because now places of higher education and learning have slowly but surely completely leaned to one direction. Yeah. Which, it's weird. Why do you think that is? It's so hard to think exactly why. But my theory is that uh, higher learning lends itself to more philanthropic and maybe more socio-focused, like sociologically focused <clears throat> studies, which maybe make you a little bit more empathetic towards people's feelings and the state of the world and things like that. And you tend to look at things through more of a human's, human rights lens. And then that gets distorted to the point where you think that, you know, there's a thousand genders. Yeah, I'm gonna have a very blunt reason because I did think, I beat around the bush? No, like probably <laughs> something you don't want to say. I think the people that originally went to school were more privileged and weren't around things. But then why are they trying to tell like people that. about their privilege? So <laughs> you have these people who live in a bubble that don't see the bad things. You know, they yeah. probably like they never, never fired a gun academia. there in their life. Yeah, they never venture outside of that. So they're scared of it. And this all happened years ago. It's not a recent thing. All these establishments were put in place and all these things. Rip. Yeah. And then the people that generally consider themselves Republican, I think, come from like the working class background. Where well, you... see, that's the weird thing. That's the weirdest thing. Is twenty five years ago, the Republicans were the party of the wealthy, the really wealthy. Yeah, like they were the party of donors, right? They were the people who were backed by the billionaires. But somehow along the way, and and the Democrats were the party of the working man. They were the blue collar party. Somewhere along the way, something flipped. something flip flopped. Now. The Democrats are the party of the white-collar people, as far as I can tell. And the Republicans are the party of both, for some reason, the... I can't say both. So, Democrats became the party of the... Um, how do I put this without sounding completely... I'm just going to sound like an asshole. Like, the uneducated working class and <clears throat> the super ultra-wealthy. Like, there's... There's Republican wealthy, and then there's super ultra ridiculous mega wealthy, like 
Jeff Bezos wealthy. Yeah. And those guys are all left-leaning. So, But yeah, something been, flipped somewhere. You're talking about blue-collar workers and stuff, and it's funny because you know about uh, uh, unions. Mm-hmm. Unions are thanks to communism. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, unions are great. And it's like, I don't think unions are so great. Pratt might get some flack for that. I'm not a big fan of unions either. My wife's going to school to be a teacher right now. Yeah. So here's... And some unions might be better than others, but I grew up with my father who was in an electrical workers union. And when your job was done, you went back on the list, at the bottom of the list. And it didn't matter... Who was the next on in line or how skilled they were or what? That was the person that went to the next job. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter that people were wanted my dad to work for them. It was like... I couldn't do it. No, he's not next on the list. You can't have him. You have to take Bryson. But Bryson is brand new and does not have the skills for that. doesn't matter. You got to take Bryson. You know, you can, you can have another... Uh, electrician join you you know just double the salary and then you can have two guys but i just want him he can do the job no no you can't do that and that's the problem with unions my uh my dad's company that he worked for had that issue where the union just kept asking for more and more and more money guess what that company's gone yep Unions were great at the time because there was a lot of unfair stuff that went on. Yeah, sure. yeah. Post-industrial revolution, there was definitely some reform that needed to take place because there was some exploitation going on. Yeah, and I mean, there and, might and be not, some that are. Don't it, get me wrong. I am not some kind of crazy far right wing, you know, lunatic person. I definitely think that there's a time and a place for everything, and that place is that college. place is college. No, and unions. <laughs> But for real, after the there are times in history where where change was necessary. But sometimes I think that the progressive um, movement that we live with today is changing things just for the sake of changing things. Like this is gonna make people so mad. Go for it. There are only two jobs. Oh, here we go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, so you, there are you can you can bang your mailbox for all I care. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. You can do whatever you want, but it's unfortunate and it's it sucks. But it's the way that it's the world that we live in. Yeah. There is male and there is female, and it just is. It's a, as far as the people who are uh, who are afflicted by you know whatever these mental disorders or whatever you want to call it. I feel for them. Like that sucks. Mm-hmm. And it must be horrible to be to feel like you're in the wrong body or whatever. But unfortunately, the law of nature and the way we are is just that if you were born a dude, you're a dude. Yeah. You might be a dude who's very effeminate and wishes he was a chick 100% of the time. I wish that that was possible for us to make happen for you. But at this point in time, if you're born a dude gonna be a dude it's just a y i mean it's an x and a y chromosome it's as simple as that it's it's about as simple as science gets it's true or false yeah i do however think that you know you can do whatever the hell you want i mean if you want like i said if you want to bang a light socket and get shocked every time do you man do you yeah we're both i think if you're earth sexual and you want to go out in my backyard and maybe not my backyard but somebody's backyard and like dig a little dick size hole and bang it be my guest. I mean, not my guest. <laughs> Be someone's guest. <laughs> We've gotten really explicit these last two episodes. Just saying. But oh, well. you're right. I think... Can't help it. We're being ourselves. The thing is that with things like unions, I think part of the trades, part of the reason that some of them are looked down upon is that they've passed this idea that anybody can do it. And it's like... True electricians, when they're good at it, that's a skill. You know, there's some people... And then being driven to work hard and get things done thoroughly and in a quick way, that's also a skill. Mm-hmm. There's like, a lot of things. There's like ways that. that people can market themselves in a trade and you eliminate all that just by having a list. Generally. <clears throat> Not always... 
people who want to call me a far right wing conservative nut job, the free market is almost always the best solution. There are exceptions, but it's almost always. There is no perfect solution for anything. No, capitalism is not the perfect solution. But I hate to break this to you guys, but socialism isn't either. And I would argue that socialism is a worse solution. Because yeah. it has been tried in numerous ways. Not been tried properly. It's been tried. So is ca- capitalism hasn't been tried properly anywhere. <clears throat> well, I'd be a little nervous about true capitalism. I think capitalism does have points in which it needs to be limited. Because once you get to a certain point, capitalism does allow exploitation. Which is where labor laws and stuff come in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think that capitalism should be completely unrestricted in a 100% free economy. I think that... Monopolies. I think that the economy should be free to a point. You know, there's there's always a point where you got to go, wait, hold up, pump the brakes. You literally now own all of the means of production of a car. So you now are charging $200,000 for a car that would have cost $20,000 10 years ago. There's a problem. And that is something that could happen in capitalism. So if you own the 100% means of... Of, of production and, and distribution, you can control the price. And I think... Uh... Competition is what makes the free market great. Yeah. If there is no competition. So I guess that's where I probably draw the line. Right there. So a free market, 100% to the point where there is competition. If think... you're in a market and there is no competition, it is no longer a free market. It is actually a dictatorship market by the company who the owns The big that. problem is greed and the fact that people are assholes. Yeah. Um, you'll they find are. that most people that get rich, even if later in life they seem more charitable and stuff, they're not really that great of people. I'm trying to say that Bill Gates isn't a nice guy. He's giving away like two-thirds of his wealth at this point. So? Probably making up for something. He probably yeah. had a bunch of people murdered. <laughs> I would go No, down. I'm just kidding. Jeez. Calm down. I think the problem... Because that's... The good guy, there's a reason why the good guy always finishes last. The self-sacrificing stuff, that shrewd business people don't do that. I said it all the time at the place we worked before. If a shrewd businessman was in there, it would have been sold and chopped up for parts a long time ago. You mean like right now, when it's yeah. being sold and chopped up for parts? Yeah, but it's a pretty sure it's at probably a loss. Yeah, but he's... I guarantee you the dude who owns all that stuff is still shrewd enough to know that he's going to come out of that as a net plus because he's going to use it as a tax write-off. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you about the fact that I know I'm not going to get paid for that last week of work? Wow. 100% found out from New York State. We are not getting paid. How is that legal? It isn't. But they can't do anything about it because he's not from New York State. The guy who owns us owes us money lives in Michigan. And the New York State Department of Labor has no jurisdiction in Michigan. So that he won't return their phone calls or emails. They can't do anything. So to all those out there, I got shafted for an entire week of work. Which, for a family like mine, is significant. Yeah. That's shitty. Sounds like you're eating like a thousand death ants. Yeah, so the ice, I don't know if it's because it was the cube and slowly like melted, but it was like chewy on the inside. That's because I filled it with plague germs. Probably. But um, back to politicking. Oh, here we go again. You're going to get me started, aren't you? You're going to get me fired up. I think the reason it's all... Being a good person has flown so far out the window. You're right. That, like, politics now is a popularity contest. Rarely does it have anything to do with trying to help people. They say they do, but why do most people get in politics? Maybe at first, they're like, maybe I can help somebody out. Those people I bet you don't last 95% long of the people who get into politics are not that person. They're the they person the who's status. after fame and glory and status. Yeah. Um, there's got to be somewhere. We've agreed too much. There has to be somewhere where we disagree on politics. Politics. Where do we disagree? 
Let's find... We found so much common ground that it would fill this whole table. Let's find somewhere where we don't get along. It's going to be hard. There's something. President. Do you think there should be a president? Yes. I don't. I would like to go back to an actual republic, please. Thank you. So, I believe that in order to assert dominance on the world stage you need someone as a figurehead I don't think so. because mob rule doesn't really work i don't think so i think prove that, me wrong i think that the tell United me how States, we can be represented each, on a world stage each state should have a representative and then yeah maybe they vote so we're gonna someone. send 50 people to the u.n no maybe they would we would have a u.n representative we you know that you send you can't tell me that Every leader goes to the UN. No, but the United the UN ambassador reports directly to the president of the United States. Yeah, they would just report directly to the fifty. People. So, let me put it this way: I think there should be a president, but so much more limited in scope than the current one. And the reason is, this is my specific reason for the president: is someone needs to head the armed forces. Okay, that's why. And you- I would rather have someone who's elected. Rather than someone who's appointed. See, so I don't a general think... is appointed; they're not elected. I would rather have somebody who's brought into office by the people, because in a, in an appointed official, we have no say in. They're a completely one hundred percent unculpable bureaucrat. I'd like to see that every state has its own military, has its own police force, has all their own. So stuff. I couldn't disagree more because. If every state had their own military, we would constantly be warring with each other. No. We would not be a unified front. Yes, we would. No. We totally would. Texas would be fighting California right no. now. No. Guaranteed. No, we would. It would be. The, you're responsible for doing that. The reason why we are a federalist state in the first place was for the military. That was the only reason why the why the federal government existed in the first place. We would still work together. Yeah, I'm not that saying the like the federal government had the power boundaries. to bring all of the state militias together under one united army. That was the whole idea. Yeah, but I think we need to go back to more of that. Well, I don't disagree with that, but you still need a president to head that united army. No, you army. don't. You do. You have a general elected by yeah, but, no. The, but then, then you have that's fifty a generals. You that have, select one general. That's an a that's a president. No, it's not. It is. No. We have we have a president who's selected by the electoral college, which is selected by the states. It's the same thing. What you're calling it something different. No. All it is is that the office of the president has become far too overreaching. That's what it is. The office of the president shouldn't be able to do any of this stupid legislation crap. They shouldn't be able to do all this other stuff that they're pushing through. The president should head the military, be in charge of security of the nation, and <clears throat> at the very most, they should do the same thing a governor does where when the Congress signs a bill and, and presents it to them, they have the ability to say, eh, I don't think this represents the will of the people. Rethink it. I agree. It's the same thing as if you had a general who oversaw all 50 states. That's, that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah, but I also think that... I agree that the president is not what it's supposed to be. No, but I not. do think that we need a president. Yeah. Have I convinced you at all? No. Oh. Because I, I still don't... I I don't see the need... I Maybe it's just because I'm so embroiled in the classical president thing that, like, labeling it president against feels wrong. Like, we need a leader. <laughs> but, no, we don't need a leader we, as we the president. Need, we need we somebody need, that's a defender. We need a, a figurehead who stands on the world stage representing the United States of, the, of America as a unified front. And someone who has the authority to command the military. So you need a general. You need a general who's in charge of all the generals, called the president. Head lead general. He's supposed to be the head of the executive branch, which is the branch that controls the military. That's it. And then each state has their own military. Yeah, but we kind of do. Every state does kind of have its own military. Yeah, but then also we don't need to do like the the you know. I'm good with federal taxes. 
But I'm not. Make them really small. I'm not. I'm not going federal taxes at all. The ta- the federal the federal taxes should come directly from the states. No, that's what I mean. Like it's the literally like tax us. It's yes, and then the states like, all right, here's here's what your small par- portion federal and then, government, and then if Texas is like, dude, the federal out. income tax was was introduced in the 1900s. It's yeah. a very new thing. People treat it like it's this thing that's been around forever. Social Security has only been around for less than a hundred years. Yeah. And then if Texas goes, listen, I want out of this agreement. Go for it. Yeah, but you lose X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I think people forget how awesome it is to be part of America till you're not part of America anymore. And that... So, this is what kills me. We could possibly re-elect a governor who said that America was never really that great. And we could also re-elect a governor who told us that we have no place in New York State. Yep. And who's delusional and thinks people are leaving New York State for the weather. <laughs> I told you that I called somebody in North Carolina for work. And they go, oh, I loved it up in New York. You know what? I was born in Texas, moved up to New York for a few years, came down here. It's I a beautiful place. I live. couldn't afford to live up there, but man, I'll always consider New York home. That's somebody who grew up in Texas. Which is probably one of the pl- few places that I would consider living in. Yeah. Moved to New York. <clears throat> had to leave because he couldn't afford to raise his family there. But wishes he could go back and considers it home. But people are leaving because of the weather. <laughs> uh, you know, Cuomo, when you listen to this. Yeah. F you. Just do better. Just do better. Just try. Try harder. Yeah. He has, like, pretty much, by, this is what kills me. The entire country views his governorship as one of the, if not the most corrupt political thing. Like, people in California are talking about how corrupt (laughs) his governorship is. is People in California, of all places. Who care. Like they are like, wow, that guy's pretty corrupt. Wow, that guy's literally like and the modern day. He has mob. no problem. Like, how could you even show your face? And it's and because you know what's really he's annoying? a sociopath. So have you noticed that towards the end of this gubernatorial race that he slowly started pushing for legalization of marijuana? He's just slowly been nudging it. He said like two two years ago, he's like, no. So he, here's he, the thing. Sta- he was a in staunch opposition to it. Like two years ago. And then a year ago or so, they introduced that medical marijuana bill. And he was like, okay, all right. And now that his now that there's people challenging him who are like, yeah, marijuana should be legal. He's like, yeah, maybe. You know what? Maybe it should be legal, guys. That doesn't bother me. Here's no, why. But what's going to be annoying is once people he crosses the finish line and he's like, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Well, where he's, he, he just doesn't care. That's the, that's the thing, and I think most people that get into that kind of position, they they don't care. They really don't. They they've got well, what is it? There was a study that showed that like people that are that kind of successful, like that level of successful, they are sociopaths or something like that. There was a book about it that people it's definitely some kind of path. I think anybody that's willing to like, can you? Just let's consider like something like the position like a governor for a second. You're like, I'm going to step up and I'm going to be in charge of millions of people. That's my job. I know what's best for millions of people. That takes a weird kind of human. What about the president? I know what I know what's best for 320 million people. I mean, I was just keeping it on a smaller scale. But yeah, yeah I mean, but anyone originally that's the, that officer, the president was not supposed to be that. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be. I know what's best for anything. Yeah, it was supposed to be. I'm going to enact the will of the people on behalf of the people. And now, it's well, I just I don't know. And Congress used to be a badass. Back in the day, Congress used to be a badass. Now. Congress is like, Congress is like, yeah, we might think about running a bill about this. And, you know, maybe if we could get another couple of votes, we might be able to do it. But you're going to have to give us some more money. You know what? We're going to just wait till the government shuts down because we're okay. But we'll put all these people out of work and literally shut the government down. My good friend of mine, 
almost lost his house because of that the one really big one like four years ago that was like six months long government furlough he was he is up until very recently he was a officer in the air force and he had been enlisted in since, since he was 18 years old and he's in his 30s and he depends on that stuff for his job and what he does is considered essential personnel <clears throat> so he basically monitored the airspace of part of the United States via satellite or radar or whatever else and his job was to keep alert and make sure that if anything entered airspace above x place his job was to make sure that that thing either was identified as friendly or was gone right that was his job <clears throat> and he was considered essential personnel so he was forced to go to work for six months with no pay because of the government shutdown and his bank put him into foreclosure and now he owes almost 40 percent more than the house is worth because of lawyer fees and um uh, foreclosure issues so he bought a house for like a hundred and thirty thousand dollars and now he and that was like six or seven years before this and now he owes like a hundred and ninety thousand dollars on that house because of all the fees and everything. He had to spend tens of thousands of dollars on lawyers just to keep the house in the first place. Not even to to like get things straight. But government's working, folks, just as it is. That's a pretty sad story, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, good news is he's still living there. It's still I don't still man, I would have went with the foreclosure. Just be like, fine, foreclose it. He has at the time he had two kids, young kids. What Foreclosure is really not He that didn't bad. have any money to go and get an apartment even, dude. What was he going to do? Yeah. He had to stay where he was. He had no choice. He had no money in the bank. He was living paycheck to paycheck to begin with. And then government's like, you know what? you got to come to work. So he couldn't even go out and find a side job to go to make ends meet in the, in the meantime. He had to report for $0 for six months. And even at the end of it, when they paid him his back wages, it was too late. It's, and that happened under a president that everybody right now oh, will tell you. Bama will tell you he's great. He's so he was so great. Let's make the president great again, guys. That okay. So that is a stupid freaking tagline. But make America great again. That's a stupid tagline. <laughs> it really is. There's so many holes, and I think it's intentional. I think. It's intentional to make like that controversy. Did you see his it. campaign slogan for 2020? No. Did I say slogan? I, I meant slogan. It. You've had a little bit too much to drink. Well, this is our second podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Untold things have happened tonight. You even changed shirts. I did, but you didn't. Nope. <laughs> I'll just unbutton it. There you go. It's different day now. Um, <laughs> it's keep America great. So he's he's going it now. Mind you, I'll say this: I don't even care. I did vote for Donald Trump. I don't. I don't. I don't regret it either. Because as far as policy wise, I have very much agreed with everything he's done. I definitely don't agree with everything he says because I think he talks before he thinks a lot yeah, of times. He's an idiot. But uh, the people behind him making policy, I can get behind a lot of the stuff they've been doing. Now, on that same note, I think that that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard because that means that he believes. <laughs> That his idea was to make America great again, which if you believed in that slogan, which I'm not saying I did or didn't, I really didn't, um, I guess I just said, but either way, if you truly believe that you wanted to make America great again, you're not going to make America great again in two and a half years. Yeah, and so here's the thing. I do find it quite funny. There's somebody I know who's staunchly against it. And I go... Do I know who tell you're talking me. about? I know you're No, you don't. No? Tell me what he's done that's so bad. Yeah. Well, I don't know any of his policies or things he's done, but he just talks and sounds like an idiot and makes us look like an idiot. And I'm like, oh, I agree. Like, he he has made us look like an idiot on the world stage. I, I don't know if I even agree with that. Some of the stuff he said. Yeah, but make... the policy, again, yeah. that he's enacted. But and the policy is better. If, 
if he's... Our international policy has actually been pretty much on point. I love the fact that he is, he just is like, listen, this is what the people of America want. If we t- if we took away his Twitter, God, he's, no, there'd be no breaking 2.0. But I think that's the problem. We can't have a Republican president that doesn't have controversy. I think that's kind of par for the course. Have you ever wondered what would have happened with Bush if if nine eleven never happened? No. I thought I think about things like this all the time. Like what would have happened with Bill Clinton? Or what would have happened to the election between Gore and Bush if Bill Clinton never had sex with Monica Lewinsky? Or never I not saw but... to Followed it that close. But you know what I'm saying? Like, how would that have changed things? Did you hear Hillary's running next year? No. When was that announced? She she said she would like to be president. Oh, dear God. If they put Hillary Clinton up again... She's going to be riding her hover around up to the podium. That is, like, the dumbest move. You know what, though? I hope they do. (laughs) Yeah. That... It's literally, like... That's that's when oh, if they man. put Hillary Clinton up as like the Democratic nominee, <laughs> the people that are Democrat have to take that as a sign that oh yeah, so they really don't care what we think. So at the end of the day, if they put if if Hillary ends up being the presidential candidate for the Democratic Party again, it's over for the Dems. They gotta realize it's just over. They they need to open their eyes and realize that the Democratic Party, just like the Republican Party, has. Zero fucks to give about what the people that are allied with their party think. Unless you're like a huge campaign contributor. It all care. just makes me a little bit sick to my stomach. It all makes me a little bit sick to my stomach. I believe what I believe because of my life experiences. And I know that that's the same way everybody else is. Yeah. But Sadly, the people the, the, the politicking. Up on high. The politicking that happens at that level makes me sick to my stomach. Yep. Because it has absolutely nothing to do with what you or I think. It has nothing to do with the freedoms of the citizens of the country. It has nothing to do with any of our rights. It has nothing to do with anything other than lining the pockets of the people who care about it. Yep. Why do you think big money contributes so much money? Because it's an investment. And that's where I... That's one of those issues that you just kind of mentioned inadvertently that I'm so torn on. I don't, and I'm not afraid to admit when I don't know where I stand. And campaign finance laws is one of those gray areas that I do not know where I stand. Like, I think that people should be allowed to give gifts freely to people if they believe that they want to. But at the same time, a billionaire giving, you know, $100 million to a campaign is like a little bit on the side of, Mm. If I was to come tomorrow with a check for the exact amount of money you owe on this house, would you not feel motivated to do whatever to you do ask whatever me? I asked? Yeah, yeah. If you told me to jump naked through a ring of fire on a moped that was two feet tall off of a jump that might land me into a shark pit, I'd probably still do it. Yeah, and that's what you got. That's that's politics. A company or a representative of a company comes forward and goes, no, we really think you can help us out. We really like what you stand for. Here's $100 million (laughs) to help you get elected. You get elected. Man, that company, they did right by me. They got me elected. And it could be completely, like, not intentional. But you're thinking, man, they really... Like, it's how... Take it on a low level. You go get a freaking sub from Drex. The person's nicer. The food's aight. <laughs> but they treat you yeah, really... Right. They teach you... They treat you like a human being. Then the next time you go to Subway, they treat you like garbage. They're rude. Don't talk. You're more likely to go to Drex. Why? Because they've done something for you. They rubbed your back. Yeah. And that's all it takes. You're going to rub Darius back. We humans are simple monkeys. We are. We're just so simple chimps. But, well, I think that was a pretty good politicking episode. Now that we blew out everybody's eardrums with your involuntary clapping, you know what you did? You gave their ears the clap.
And now I've given That's you all of my plague That's because it's the same day as the last time we recorded. Got him. Later. Bye.